Welcome back to the Lead Worship Well podcast. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and I am thrilled about today's conversation with our guest, Todd Galbraith. We unpacked the songwriting and production process that went into his latest live recording, Encounter. But listen, it doesn't stop there. We also talk about the art of flowing in a live worship setting. Let's dive into today's episode. Oh my God, I'm super excited. I want to welcome you to the Lead Worship Well podcast. And I'm Chris Baker, your host for Multitracks Gospel. And I have my homeboy, I have my friend, Mr. Todd Galbert. Bro, how are you doing today, man? Bro, I'm doing incredibly well. Thank you so much for having me. Honored to be on with old great one today. So thank you. <laughs> oh man, dude, listen, I just want to start here. Like, now I didn't know that we grew up so close to each other. So I grew up right in Warsaw, Clinton area. And you grew up in, in Rayford, right? Rayford, North, the, the big city. The, the big, big city, city of Rayford. Rayford. That's big city compared to where I'm from. Like that's, that's like, yeah, that's going to the city. Guys, we literally grew up like 30 minutes from each other, but we country boys with a new suit. That's all we are. That's all we are. We country boys in the suit. <laughs> No, man. But listen, I've been a fan of what you have been doing for years, bro. I mean, it's as a worship leader, as a songwriter, man, you carry the oil. And I think the purpose of this conversation, man, is just to kind of unpack the mystery and unpack like how you do what you do, man. So what I like to do, Ty, with our, our listeners, I like to go back to the beginning, man. Let's let's take it back to where did it all start, man? Tell us about where it started, bro. And for me, man, a little, like you said, a little country town in North Carolina, right from North Carolina. I grew up in like a little 30, 40 member Pentecostal holiness church. I used to, uh, we call it a devotional service. Yes, you know, have praise and work. So I, I used to play the drums. We had that wraparound microphone, that <laughs> microphone, the microphone stand that the core could bend. And I would be on the drums. And sometimes we had an organist, a keyboard player. Sometimes we didn't. And, you know. I grew up on the drums with an open eye singing, Lord, I just want to thank you. And I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. I didn't have a choice. Somebody, my mama said, you're the only one that can halfway sing in here. So get up there and uh, do that. I love Jesus at this point. I don't even know. From that, though, is when I fell in love. Because at that point, man, I didn't didn't know anything about praising. We just had devotional service to get up and people testify. We do a song or two. But man, I, I I wouldn't trade anything for those moments, man. It was yeah. being around the older saints and mm-hmm. not have all of the other nuances yeah. other than his presence. And his presence was the motivation behind everything. Oh, and so I think that's where I developed this sincere desire of like, yo, I just want to sing into the power of God in this room. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I know what the goal is. And I felt like without being able to, properly articulate that at 17 years old. Mm-hmm. It was like, I know how the room should feel mm-hmm. or I know where we're, we're going to get people into the presence of God in an unorthodox way, maybe to some, yeah. but uh, miracles. I saw people on, literally licking one way and walk out of the room looking a different way from those moments. So, yeah. so grateful. That's where I started, man. I started there. And then I graduated from high school and I knew, I knew there was something in me that was like, okay, I'm at it. I hit a ceiling, actually a sincere desire to go deeper. And a friend of mine, actually the guy who used to play keyboard at my church at the time, went to another church, more worship driven church. Yeah. And I, I, Sunday and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this is, this is, this is what I sense. This is like me punching that desire in me. And I got over there and Barbara Scriven 
I'll always be grateful for her. She yeah. was the worship leader. Kind of set my little country butt down. And, and she she was like, yo, but what's your why? She's like, what's your why? You know what I mean? Like, at a young age. You know what I mean? And, wow. And like, yo, what scriptures say about this? And why are we singing this song? Why does this why does this song make sense? Is it vertical or is it horizontal? You okay. know what I mean? Is it talking to talking to God? You know, so I'm stop I'm, right there. Stop right there, bro. Cause I'm telling you, you are that's that is so amazing. Is it vertical or is it horizontal? Is it talking to God or are we talking to each other? Like, how old were you when you were kind of thrust into that environment? I mean, like 1920. What? 1920. Yeah. You know, why are you doing this song? Is this is this a song maybe for a sermonic? Is this for a night? Is this a mm-hmm. song for we didn't call it sermonic? Well, before the preacher preaches. Uh, <laughs> is that your A, B, or C selection? Which one is it? <laughs> like, yo, she's like, I love you picking really good songs. This is when I was sure let me come in and like lead every now and again. And yeah. She's like, but it, this song, like in this moment, is carved out for us to posture ourselves to mm-hmm. tell God. He is. Mm-hmm. So does this song, I really, I remember her teaching me this, like, yo, if this song is talking about what God has done for you, or is this song talking about your love for God? Mm-hmm. And she was like, inside of these 30 minutes, we want to make this as vertical as possible. Oh we want to talk. Now, there are other moments during the service where we can talk about the faithfulness in God and how God made the way and how mm-hmm. I need that's praise. Yeah. She's like, but in this moment, we want to tell them like, you know, you're great and you're great to be praised and how great is our God. Oh, yeah. see how but keep that to him. So she kind of taught me that, man. Like wow, earlier. Man. You know, you know, it's what I've learned is you'd be amazed at how many people still don't know the difference between praise and worship. They think it's the yeah. tempo of the song. Right. <laughs> like praise is a fast, it's fast tempo. Right. Worship is slow. And it's like, no, that's not what it is. What you just did is articulated in such a beautiful manner, man. And I think that level of mentorship to have that at such a young age, it does explain like what I feel when I hear you sing, when I hear you lead worship. You're not an artist to me. I know we take on that title. He's a gospel artist. No, bro, you are a worshiper. <laughs> And that's all I've ever wanted. Bro, I'm a worship leader. I'm happy. Like, that makes me happy. One thing that gets me more excited than being able to lead people into the encounters with Jesus, than, than being a little man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm a person trying to pull him down and pull mm-hmm. you up. Yes. Create this rock in the middle and, and, and get me out of the way as quick as possible. As quick as possible. Yeah. As quick as possible for you to get past what I got on, for you to get past this revival preacher raspy voice, for you to get past any other nuance that will pull away from this idea of like, yo, we're going into a manifestation, a manifested presence of God, singing, pouring out, and watching God do what we can't do. And this is what's crazy about worship Mm -hmm. is that it's not designed for us. We benefit the most from it. You're like a deep well, bro. I gotta, I gotta stop you and say, please say that one more time, bro. It is not designed for us. It is designed for him. We're doing this. We're giving this to him. Yeah. But we're to benefit. We benefit from it in wow. his presence. It's an understanding that he inhabits this, mm-hmm. and if he shows up, he's not just showing up to give you goosebumps. Yeah. He's not. What kind of show up in a room and see you broken and see you hurting and see you in a state of brokenness and you need him and just say, oh, let me just make you cry. No, if he shows up, he comes to accomplish something. So 
I was like, yo, I'm not even asking, but a, a good, there's no way I'm going to walk into, Chris, there's no way your children are going to walk into your presence and you see them down, try to, you see them broken. You see, you can look on their face is wrong with them and you not do anything and if you wouldn't do that for your kids how is God yes. as I'm lifting him up telling him how amazing he is and he comes in my presence yes. not gonna just sit gonna sit there and just allow me to stay in this state like no so it benefits me to worship him oh my goodness as a worship leader whether you are you know the person with the microphone in your hand or you are singing as a background singer or you the musician whether you're playing drums sound whatever i think it's our job to create an awareness of his nearness that he's he's here he's here and i want to tell you something bro you do that masterfully you do it masterfully and it's you know, sometimes we can beat people over the head. Come on, worship him, worship him. Come on, come on, come on. It's such an inviting thing. It comes out of you. And so I'm only saying this because I'm, I've seen you lead worship several times. I've been like in the back of the room, like there's something on that dude. I remember back at when you were, you moved to Durham and you was leading at World Overcomers. And it was that same thing. But now I know what it goes back to. It's your roots, man. You were trained to know, to look for that presence. It was all about that thing. So I want, I want to talk about this. The art of the flow. Okay. In your recordings, I know you have a set list. In your worship settings, I know you have a set list. Unpack for us your thoughts as it pertains to when it's time to bail. Like I got my set list. I know what I'm doing. But right now, God is God is done with that. He's singing or he's saying something else in this moment. Unpack that. For yeah, me. that's a skill. A lot of people want to be so in tune that they bail too quickly. And they think, and so you got people who bail way too quick yeah and they feel like the team confused the musician confused trying to catch up with you and mm-hmm. you know there's the idea of bailing too quick then there's the idea of not bailing at all and sticking to the program and the planning center and the clock yeah. and <laughs> having yeah. to stay on that and then there's like again this is a learned skill i'm glad you brought that up it's a real skill of knowing yo how much of this do i do i stay in the flow mm-hmm. i got 25 minutes and how much of this do I stay, do I go line upon line, precept upon precept? Or I'm like, hey, man, this course is really here, and we're going to stay on this course, yeah. and then we're going to flow off to what God. And so for me, it's like literally I had to learn, number one, that if God told me to do this song, or we felt the team as a team, we felt strong about doing the song, mm-hmm. then we have to understand that that song is good enough. That, yeah, there are nuances. We can stay on the course a little longer. We can stay on the map a little longer. <laughs> I'm not singing this song to get to the song of the Lord. I'm singing this song that if I just did this song within itself, glorifies God in a way, gets the presence of God in the room, and I have to trust that, number one, this is a really good song, and it is doing everything that we have set up worship to, to do. So I have to trust that. And then inside of trusting that song, I have to be open enough for the Lord to, like, there's something on this. There's something on this vein, Right. So we're going to stay here just a little longer, right? We're going to stay here just a little longer. And and then it's like from that moment, being able to discern, we need to ride this wave. It's, it's almost like having a song, Chris, that you really like, that you're listening to in your prayer time, your devotional time, and having to be able to discern, yo, that's for me, and this is for the house. <laughs> because someone wrecked me this morning, and then they get to rehearsal, and then they get to church, and they did nothing. As a worship leader, you got to know the difference between the two. That's a learned skill. You have to have your heart open. You have to understand the moment. 
how I even set my sets up now is like, yo, I know the river that we're trying to get into. Yes. So if I know I, I got 15 minutes, if I got 15 minutes, I may do a song and a half, not even two full songs. Yeah. I may do a song and the vamp of a slow song or the yeah. vamp of another song because I want to make sure I leave space for the flow, right? Versus locking our time in song, 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 and then trying to create moments when you don't even have enough time to create them. So for me, a very basic cable way, I'm like, yo, I look at my time, I got 30 minutes, I'm going to do three songs, maybe three and a half songs. But inside of that, I'm like, yo, and then you can discern. That's why rehearsal is so important. Yes. Like for me, rehearsal, we rehearse like it's Sunday morning. And so when we go off on we in rehearsal, we start rehearsing, we find those waves, we find those veins. Mm-hmm. And so it's random nuance that's created. You already did. Yeah. We practice this, we rehearse this, we've been in this yes. presence. So we're like, oh, yo, when we get here, it kind of lends itself to go here. So, man, it's, it's like, yo, practicing it, understanding, leaving space for it. Yo, I may have 25 minutes. But yo, I'm not going to fill my 25 minutes with four songs. I may fill my 25 minutes with two songs. And I know this lends it for him. And then from this him moment, we may create two or three minutes like, okay, Lord, whatever you want to do right here. Mm-hmm. And then, then be obedient to what God has given you in that moment from a leadership perspective. Oh, intentional discerning and obedient. That's that's a great process right there. Intentional. This is so, so, so incredible. I'm, I'm listening to your latest record, Encounter. Okay, so first of all, that whole record is a problem. I told you this as soon as it dropped. I texted you and said, this is a problem. You know, normally when, you, when you're listening to records, you're listening to like, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Bro, but you just need to press play and get out the way. When I tell you, <laughs> we have been doing your songs since your record has come like, Every week there's a, and my team was like, man, y'all really lit. Yeah, I love Todd. Todd tapped into something and it's a blueprint and I absolutely love it. Um, I, I love what you were able to accomplish on that record. I, I think you can, you can sense the intentionality. You can sense the level of excellence, but you also created space even in the recording. Because normally with the recording, you got to kind of get through it. And, and what you just really talked about and really broke down, it is evident on this latest record. Because the song and then the song of the Lord will come and then there will be space. And then you go and it was just this dance because you were not just chasing a set list. You was chasing the river. You was going after yeah. the river, that flow, man. And I'm going to tell you, y'all tapped in. And if anybody is hearing that record, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't heard it, guys, go get that record. It is a game changer. It is a game changer. I want to ask you, what was one of the more special moments from that recording, man? Um, I know it's hard to pick one. I know. I think probably the moment after he won't fail. Oh, yeah. And when we begin to unpack the idea that I've seen it with my own eyes, I've seen it in my own life that he keeps every promise I'll never be forsaken. Like, just like sitting on that and, you know, like just this, that he won't fail moment. And we went, I think uh, Leonard was on. (laughs) It was just so special because, because Chris, what I began to see in real time is I saw faith begin to rise. You saw it rise. I literally saw the light turn on in somebody's eyes. Like, no, God won't fail me. This isn't an idea. This is my reality. God will not fail. And so I literally, felt faith rising in the room. I felt people begin to dream again and believe again in the moment. Because for me, bro, it's about the fruit. It has to produce fruit. 
I knew what I what I prayed for before the recording. And to like in real time to see somebody lift their hands and be like, you know what, God, I trust you. I still trust you. I know the devil is telling me I don't deserve for you to come through. But I'm sitting here in this moment and I sent you in this room and I believe within my heart that though all of these factors are happening around me, I choose to believe that you are God and you you are the God that does not fail. And like to literally see that, bro, real time, it's like, oh my God, oh my God. Like I had to stop myself from like weeping like wow. 10 times. And to see how people cop these songs, you know, it wasn't like a hill song moment where they teach it to the choir and then they yeah. the choir comes into the To see people catch these songs so quickly was, I said, yo, this is God, was, was really special. That is so great, man. It was fresh, man. It, it did translate. Oftentimes when you do a record, it feels good in the room, but by the time you finish mixing and mastering it, you kind of mix and master the presence out of it and it becomes so perfect that that's gone. Bro, I'm not an artist. I'm a worship leader. I want people yeah. to feel the role. Yes. I want you to feel the atmosphere. I want you to turn this up in your living room and be like, yo, I am a part of this recording in this moment. You so accomplished it's that. Like, yeah, that was, that was the goal for both of these to make people feel like, yo, I'm, I'm a part of the experience. Very few people can accomplish that, man. You and your amazing team, bro, y'all did an excellent, excellent job. The level of diversity, you know, you have covers, you have songs that God, you know, birthed in you that you wrote. But I'm going to tell you my favorite is that Rayford Church. That I'm going to go ahead and tell you that took me back to Sampson County, Cumberland County. All I said... Lord, have mercy. But again, I didn't know your story. I'm telling you, this is the the power of this record. The ability you were able to go so many different places in one record. And it never felt disjointed. It never felt like I'm trying to make this happen. It was a seamless flow. I will say this, and I know know, we got to get ready to rap, man, but you paid a price. What happened on that record does not come easy. And whatever that price that you paid, I want to say I am grateful as a person that is benefiting from that encounter. I want to say, man, I'm so grateful for whatever price you paid. I know you are an incredible father, incredible husband. You know, Vanessa, you got two kids. And and I know it's a lot to balance all of it with ministry and, and church and serving and being a father and being a husband. I know that tension is there. Um, you know, right before we wrap, man, can you speak to that aspect of it? Because there's a lot of people that are listening. There's a lot of worship leaders, songwriters, people that are really busy for Jesus, doing a whole lot. <laughs> How do you strike a balance, man? Yeah, it's, it can be hard. And I think when people, like they use that word balance. Yeah. And industry that you rarely find where that thing is tilted perfectly. Yeah. It's just rarely. There may be like one moment of 23 years where everything was just balanced perfectly. What what I've learned is my pastor taught me, he said, because of the way you move, when you're home, you got to be home. Mm-hmm. You got to be home, intentional, put the phone in a basket, put it somewhere, turn it off. And because the people, what happens, man, and with people who do what we do and move how we move sometimes, the people who love us the most least of us or they get the worst of us get the worst that's so and, good and we get home and then it's like yo then we emails and calls yeah. and, and oh it's like for me I, when i'm home i have to be home i have yeah. to be intentional some days they get more of my time some days they get less of my time yeah. but whatever time them, it has to be their time that and that's what i learned so if i'm home put the phone down sit down with my daughter make my son talk to me go yeah. in his room <laughs> get on the bed get up his nerves put him in a headlock 
Make sure my wife feels my presence and that she feels special even inside of this and making her feel a part. This just isn't my thing. This oh, is our something. thing. Being super intentional, but like one of the biggest things was like, yo, you got to have time and space where people feel like, yo, this was for me. Mm-hmm. And that way they're watching and they see how you go for other people. When it doesn't feel like I get that same energy, mm-hmm. you get resent, you get just the nuance of like, yo, that's more important to me. Yeah. And yeah, so, man. yo, I'm intentional. I'm giving you a hundred. I'm not playing with it. That kind of, again, it doesn't give you a balance, but it's like, no, the time I get, yeah. you're getting all, not a portion of me. Wow, man. Well, listen, man, listen, I appreciate your time. And speaking of time, the intentionality, just you making time to chat with us, to share your amazing story and to talk about what God is doing in your life, man. I still believe that your best is still yet to come, man. So praying blessings over you and your beautiful family. Keep doing what you're doing. And man, thank you again for taking a moment to share with our Multitracks family and lead worship well. You are a blessing to the kingdom, bro. And I love you, man. And so thank you again for your time, man. You take care of yourself, brother. Bro, I appreciate you. And I want to say this, man, real quick. I meant to insert this earlier. Yeah. Uh, Like you, uh, Pastor Brady, your team, your wife. When y'all were here, bro, in the Raleigh-Durham area, bro, it was, I'll never forget as long as I live and I'm a black, I'm going to be black until I die. (laughs) I would never forget going into that church when y'all were in the round. And I'll never forget coming in on a Sunday morning, bro. And I literally, I walked into that church and I said, if I'm not a part of something like this or if I'm not a part of creating the atmosphere that was in that room, literally, bro, it helped create a hunger in me to be like, if it ain't, I don't want it. You guys were trendsetters. I remember coming up there, like begging, like, oh my God, I just want to go to this church. I just want to go to this church. I got in that room and I was like, yo, the flow, the anointing, the intentionality, the musicianship, the the keenness to the presence of God, how sensitive musicians, the singers to, to pass the break. Like, it was just like, I was like, oh my God. Like, it was like a Disney world for a worshiper. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I feel like I was in a master class when I sat in that balcony and watched you guys maneuver in worship, bro. So I just want to salute you, bro. And like, you guys were like, back then, especially like being a black worship leader in that space, coming from a Pentecostal move and then to yeah. be able to see, like, you'll be so sensitive to what God is doing in the room mm-hmm. and to watch that bro, was, was like life-changing for me, bro. Like like you guys are a part of my DNA. We're grateful, bro, for just being able to see that and to have that hunger even created in me from watching you guys do what you do, man. So honor you guys, the river, bro. Y'all love you, bro, and, and all and your whole team. Hey, man, thank you so much for sharing that, man. You are a blessing to so many of us and just your kindness of sharing that just, it means the world, man. So I love you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing. You are changing lives and God is using you in an, in an incredible way. So bro, I love you, man. Get back to your day. Friends, thank you for joining us. This is Lee Worship Well, Chris Baker with Multitracks Gospel. I want y'all to have a blessed day. Peace. Peace.